This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And let's get started on today's episode of Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, there's my lower third right there for the YouTube watchers. How could I have that lower third if my name wasn't Sully? I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now, and now I'm in my fifth season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. You can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram. You can follow me. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are looking to break one billion subscribers this year. We're several hundred million short. Come on, folks. Let's keep it snappy there. And you be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast. Locked on MLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's just take one completely at random right now. Oh, wait a second. What about Locked on Phillies with Connor Smith, who happened to be sitting in the waiting room? How are you doing, buddy? Hey, Sully, I'm great. It's been a good night of baseball. It's always great to jump on with you and lock on MLB. Well, yeah, and, you know, this is an interesting – let's face it. uh, We're about, you know, a couple weeks into this season. And for the – let's be frank, the defending National League champion Philadelphia Phillies is their proper title. This was the year that they were supposed to be better than the team that went to the World Series. And – Man, nothing has gone according to plan, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, they got off to a, a, let's not beat around the bush, a pretty bad start. And we're going up against a red-hot Marlins team who are starting Sandy Alcantara, the best pitcher in the National League right now, especially since Jacob DeGrom skedaddled, the defending Cy Young Award winner. And if there was ever a game I would have gone to FanDuel, to say, well, this is going to be a Phillies loss. And um, nine earned runs. Nine earned runs. Alcantara's ERA jumped to 579. I think it will end the season lower than that. But the final scores, my mom would say, was a lot to not enough. Um, 15 to 3. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Um, what a game. Whoa. I mean, Turner was every worth every penny today. Yes, he was. So are a couple other guys. You're not paying Bryce's thought and Alec Boehm a lot of money, but Stott's still hitting over 400 on the year. Alec Boehm, a six RBI night for the Philadelphia Phillies. He didn't get cheated in any plate appearances. A 440 foot home run for him. And it was just, it was a wonderful night. I just got back from being down at Citizens Bank Park in the press box. And man, couldn't keep track of the runs. The official scorekeeper was having trouble because the Phillies nearly batted around twice in the same game. It was just an awesome offensive explosion. Not expected because of who you were facing on the mound. 
but really a much-needed offensive outburst for a team that's been dealing with their fair share of injuries and had their offensive issues early on in the season. Might be a breakthrough jumping-off point for the Phillies. I just got to throw this one little thing out there. Not that this has anything to do with anything, but I just assumed a Marlins infielder was pitching by the end. But no, they uh, they, they split it. Alcantara pitched the first four innings, and then Smeltzer uh, basically pitched the final four innings and saved the bullpen. Um, I, I've said this on the show and I, and this is actually not what I was planning to talk about, but since this came up, I actually, while you were talking, I wanted to see which Marlins utility infielder pitched the final inning. Um, yes. and, and they didn't, um, that novelty is worn off for me having the, uh, position player, uh, finish the game in a mop-up role. I think a team should have the option to say, okay. We're done. We're wave it off. We're wave it. and and to now that wave it off, and the other team has to comply. Right. You're like, okay, fine, we wave it off. But you know, when there's you know, every once in a while, it was cute. Like when Wade Boggs pitched that one game for the Devil Rays, or the you know, uh, uh, Mark Grace once came out to pitch a garbage inning, and he started doing a Mike Fetters impersonation on the mound. So it was kind of funny. But now it's like a regular occurrence. I know because, it happens so often. Well, because our starting pitchers aren't allowed to throw more than seven pitches, and then the parade of relievers comes in, and then you look up and say, God, it's 12 to 1. Why am I going to burn through another relief pitcher? Why don't we just have, you know, Mike the backup catcher pitch? But then, you know, when he lets up a home run, hell, the, uh, the first cycle in the history of the postseason was clinched because the Yankees were throwing an infielder you know, in a postseason game, yeah. I, to me, I'm done with it. You, you know, uh, players in you know uh, pitching. You yeah. know, you know, to be able to wave the white flag. That's that's what you're doing essentially. So I don't go ahead and do that. it because it could also open up for some drama for Major League Baseball. And that, like, let's say uh, Skip Schumacher says, "Hey, we're done," and Rob Thompson says, "No, thank you. We'll take our at bats." Yeah. And then you have a little bit of bad blood going forward. But I'll tell you, Devin Smeltzer, who got the opportunity to pitch the rest of the game tonight, out of Voorhees, New Jersey, who grew up with playing playing baseball with a great right-handed collegiate pitcher at the D3 level, yours truly. I, I played Whoa! with Devin Smeltzer uh, growing up uh, for our uh, AAU organization. So uh, it was good to see him throw, even though he didn't have a good night. I, yeah, Folks are locked on. I, I swear to – Every built bar I've ever tasted that this was not a planned. How do I get Connor to name drop the fact that he played alongside future major leaguers? That's I had no, I had no clue. I had no yeah. clue. Tri-State Arsenal here. Um, product uh, Mike Trout from Tri-State Arsenal uh, is the biggest one to ever come out Who? there. Who is uh, that? Yeah, I, he plays for some team that's not competitive over the in the American. I, I'm unfamiliar with that that name. Yeah, he, up and comer. You'll hear about him in years to come. But but yeah, it, it was cool to see him throw, even though it didn't go well for him. It was nice that it was a Phillies win on top of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, look at Schwarber has not been off to a good start, but he contributed today, and mm-hmm. Schwarber will get his hits. You know, I'm not. He's not someone I'm worried about. Um, you look up and down. Uh, obviously. There's no Bryce Harper yet, and you're 
we're not expecting him to what the All Star break. I mean, when are we Actually, expecting him? He's ahead of schedule, and he's been taking on field BP already. They didn't put him on the sixty day injured list to start the season, which says there's a chance he may be back ahead of May 29th, which I don't think is a real chance. But Dave Dombrowski and the organization felt comfortable enough to do that. I'd be saying we're going to be looking at uh, probably late May would be a nice estimate for. Uh, Bryce Harper to start a rehab stint, and then early June would be a time for him to rejoin the team at the major league level. So ahead of schedule. Oh yeah, I was about to say, and, and can I? I mean, look at I. This, despite the fact that there is a rumor going around that I am, I am actually not a physician. <laughs> um, and I want to just sort of, I want to cut that off at the pass immediately. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but wonder that. Again, I'm not into kid gloves, but I'm also not into. Uh, uh, coming back too fast. I mean, yeah, this rushing is back from Tommy John is yeah. Crazy. Yeah. This is, this is your franchise. Mm-hmm. And we saw, and, and, you know, Harper was not at full strength last year. And yet you saw, I mean, he had his signature moment. We've been waiting for his signature moment and he had his signature moment, especially the, the home run against San Diego to essentially clinch the pennant. That's the that's the Bryce Harper postseason moment they've been waiting for a long time for. They're calling it the shot heard around the world. I don't know if you've heard people say that. It's a brand new phrase that Bryce Harper just invented. Well, since we found out that Bobby Thompson was cheating in the 1951 shot heard around the world, maybe that name is 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 up for grabs. <laughs> um, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But like, look at. Um, Harper is going to be what he his his contract is uh, ends, I believe, at the heat death of the universe. How long is it? Uh, uh, go a little on? bit past that. No, okay, I- so he goes into the a new realm of existence and being. Um, I think it's what another seven years in his contract or something more like that. More than that, even I believe. I think he's got okay. eight. Still. Okay, well, you know, what I'm saying is, um, yeah, you want to repeat. As National League champions, and maybe win two more games than you did last year. Um, but and yeah, you want to have that great moment of him coming out and playing the Rocky theme, whatever. Hmm. Yeah. D- don't don't mess with it. Don't yeah. mess with it. I mean, I, I agree with you. And if they play like they did tonight, which you're not expecting 20 hits and 15 runs every night, but in that no. the offense is productive, that gives them more leeway to be cautious with Bryce Harper. But losing two starting first basemen uh, in the first two weeks of the season puts a little pressure on everybody to contribute as quickly as they can. And I, I do also trust the organization to handle this the right way. And if they need to slow down Harper a little bit to make sure he's 100%, I have full faith in them doing that. Well, there's times you gamble and there's times you don't. Right. There's time you roll the dice and your times you say, Do you want, let's play it safe. And time you want to make a bet on the team. And if you're going to make any bets, go to FanDuel. The Perfect. new, there you go, grand slams, no hitters, double plays, box. They're all back. And there's no better place to get in the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on. Sign up. Place your first bet, maybe on the Phillies. Imagine we put the bet on the Phillies pounding Sandy Alcantara. Huh? I bet you'd be able to afford a house in San Francisco with that. But if you lost, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you put your money on the Marlins. 
So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We're with Connor Thomas of Locked On Defending National League Champion Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, the uh, if you're seeing this on the YouTubes or uh, listening to us, you see that the name of this episode is Phillies Filet Fish, uh, which is uh, anytime I can do an alliteration like that, uh, you know, especially right after Easter, any sort of fish thing is going to be great. Perfect. But uh, let's uh, let's just be honest. Uh, this start. You know they 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 had the walk off win against they needed the these the two wins against Cincinnati basically to polish off what was as bad a start as you I mean they were they started the season winning only one of their first six games, uh, including two games where they just let the Rangers score at will, mm-hmm. and then two tough games against the Yankees. They won one, they lost the other. And they managed to have the the wild come-from-behind victory on Saturday, but then they gave the Reds a wild come-from-behind victory on Sunday. Um, this is a very hard team to figure out. Uh, I, I, it's obviously too early to be looking at the pitching stats. When you look at like some of the ERAs of some of the starters, I, that's because of those two games against the Texas Rangers where there was just, it was a bloodbath, but um, it's very difficult to get a handle on this team uh, as to see, you know, who exactly they are in what could be a very crowded national league wildcard race. Yeah, it absolutely is. One thing I've been long saying about Philadelphia sports in general, and of course that covers the Philadelphia Phillies. They might be good. They might be bad. It's always interesting. There's something in the water here in Philadelphia. You you can't just have a normal season. There's no 500 team that plays competitive ball and just, uh, they're all right. Like, it just doesn't happen. It's always interesting. So we've seen that in the first uh, nine, well, 10 now games of the Philadelphia Philly season. As far as figuring it out, you're not alone. I think Rob Thompson's very much in your camp. When you could see the lineups night in and night out, totally different, which he, when he took over for Joe Girardi last year, partway through the season, the main thing he brought was consistency. He had a very set lineup. He kept guys yeah. very uh, regimented, and guys knew where they were going every night. Well, started the season, he's been moving guys around a lot. Uh, they've employed multiple different relief pitchers in the closer role, using a bunch of guys in different spots. So there's some tinkering going on, trying to figure out how this team fits together best. It's still real early. I know 10 games does not a season make – for anyone in Major League Baseball. But you're right. It's been a weird start. And those early season losses, while not fun, are things you can overcome still. So as long as you trust Rob Thompson, and he proved last year that he deserves the faith of this fan base, uh, hopefully the tinkering will work out and they'll start to play more games like what you saw tonight. Now, obviously, you know the Phillies better than I do. I went to a Phillies game last year. That was fun. You did. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a blast. It was the game where uh, um, God, what's his name? He almost threw a no hitter. Um, uh, he went. He oh God, why can't I remember his name? Um, they were playing the Nats, and uh, all right, I have to go to baseballreference.com to yeah. see the website, the history of the planet Earth. Um, why can't I remember the name of the pitcher who nearly threw a no hitter last year? Uh, Gibson, Kyle Gibson. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yes, I forgot. Yes. Wow! Until you bring that up, I forgot he flirted with one like that. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was there, but um, 
But here's the here's the deal. Uh, when Girardi outwore his welcome in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and uh, I had you on the show, and I and I said I was a Girardi fan. I thought that was a great hire for Philadelphia. Um, and as it turned, and I actually think that he would make a great fit for another team. I just think that he was the wrong fit for this particular team, uh, at least from last year. And you saw when he was let go, what was that in June? Yeah. That they went on and the, the talk of the town was that Thompson was that, you know, uh, uh, Girardi was always treating the lineup like his own personal Rubik's cube. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like every, you know, the lineup was like a newspaper. It was different every day. And then in comes Thompson, and he has the set lineup, and they go on a massive winning streak. So there was a little bit of a correlation causation that allowed him to do that. Well, now he's stumbled out of the gate and trying to play the Rubik's Cube without, you know, without uh, uh, Harper in the middle of the lineup. And I just wonder how much of what he's doing, the the goodwill that he earned for being the anti-Joe Girardi is going to, uh, you know, Joe's probably watching it from afar going, oh, look who's taking with the lineup now, huh? <laughs> There's a lot that goes into this, right? So I, I talked about this, I think, on the radio, but I don't believe I brought it up on the podcast. Yet, well, so bring I'll, it out here. I'll say it again here. So Rob Thompson, when he took over, remember, he had been with this team since 2017 in some role or another. So he's known these guys and he had the opportunity of watching months of last season before he took over as manager. So everyone sees it as, oh, he comes in, he immediately knows what to do. Remember, he had a couple months of data and talking to these guys and knowing where he thinks they should go. This year, it's a bit of a different scenario. And I think early season tinkering is okay, especially when you're dealing with the injuries that the Phillies are dealing with this year. Uh, he's trying to figure out how they fit. Now, if we get to the end of the month here and we're pushing May, and he's still changing the lineup day in and day out, then it's a conversation needed to be had. But I think it's important that he works through things to figure out how this lineup fits best together. And it's not the same situation as last year where he came in knowing the team better than what he knows some of the guys he has this year. So I'm not overly concerned about it. I know I've had a lot of tweets from concerned Phillies fans. Oh, this lineup this day, this lineup, why is this guy here? And I get it because of the Girardi thing from last year. But it's a bit of a different scenario than what Rob Thompson took over when he started his managerial duties last season. And I think he's going to get it settled by the end of this month, and we'll see a lot more of what we saw when he took over for Girardi last year. I'm going to look at I, – I hate to play armchair manager, okay? And obviously, Thompson knows this team, manage them to within two wins of the third World Series title in the history of the Phillies franchise. But I'm going to recommend tomorrow – this is the lineup. Okay, write it okay. down. Lead off with Stott, then Turner, then go Schwarber, Castellanos, Bohm, Marsh in center field, then put Cave in right field, and then uh, Clements at first. That sounds great to me. Because that lineup just beat Sandy Alcantara like a drum. It was <laughs> incredible. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe put that out again. <laughs> That's a good that's a good pick by you. Now, the catcher will be different because Garrett Stubbs had a little bit of a hamstring issue in today's oh! game. He played, he played the whole game. 
which is crazy, but he was out there to give JJ Romuto a day off, and he did his job. So he fought through some stuff. But you'll see Romuto tomorrow. Other than that, same lineup, fine with me. Bat Romuto ninth, because that's where this, that's that's where putting Rio. Don't mess this up. And there you have Romuto ninth, and he gets a big hit and turns the lineup over. Come on, let's go. Come on. Sounds great to me. Yeah, we call it the Alcantara Buster. And you have a picture of Alcantara like the Ghostbusters logo right there. I'll take it. They have actually done pretty well against him historically, the Phillies have. So it's nice to see that continue. Last year, a couple wins against him. There were tighter games, obviously, than tonight. But for some reason, they find a way to just beat him. So it was nice to see it again. They treated Alcantara like King Kong treated the wall of the villagers, just sort of trashing and pushing right in and smashing on all the villagers. That was the Phillies today. You've yeah. been you've been trying you're doing a Rubik's Cube, and then suddenly you took the defending Cy Young Award winner, whose last game was a complete game freaking shutout, and you bombed him. I've got a fun one for you here. So the last 50 and two-thirds innings, Sandy Alcantara has thrown against the Philadelphia Phillies. Nine earned runs tonight. Nine earned runs in his time on the mound. So it, it was not a typical Alcantara performance. But the Phillies, I mean, they didn't get cheap ones. It's not like he walked the ballpark. No, he earned they, it tonight. They, they pounded him. That's what I'm yes. saying. Maybe yeah. try again. Yes, it was incredible. What they, I, I mean, and the home runs, the, the speed of the contact, like the exit velocity, it was incredible on some of those. It wasn't just like they were getting fisted or anything and just nice, easy uh, loopers over the infield. It was a great performance. Look, I'm not trying to be a manager here. Okay. I could never be a manager. I do think I could be a general manager. Oh, okay. I do think that I've, I've been doing it my whole life, being some sort of fantasy general manager, this or that. I did it with. Stratomatic. I did it with my baseball cards. I did it with Digital Diamond. I did it with Pursuit of the Pennant. I did it with Hardball. Everything. But nothing tops the fun of Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Why did I adopt that accent? I do not know. I became Inspector Clouseau of the Sete. <laughs> Ultimate Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game played in a long time. And do you know what? It turns out that being a GM is not always that easy. Now, my team, you could use real teams or you can use the fake fantasy teams. I've always liked the fake fantasy teams because I feel like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to meddle with nature too much. So my team, the Honolulu Waves. Wow. We are we're not doing well. I may have to fire the manager. You know uh -oh. what? Yeah, I may have Rob to do Thompson's that. Is not available. So you got to. No, no. no got to bring in someone new. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of the franchise playing through seasons, leading your franchise and fans to glory, or for the Honolulu Waves, maybe 500. Or I could build a historic dynasty. In this simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, which I clearly haven't done. Manage team finances, scouting and drafting players, manage through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency and the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free. Playable offline. Play at the go. Play at a meeting. Play during a Zoom call. Play whenever you want to. Play while you're listening to Locked On MLB. By the way, Locked On MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the App Store. I can't do everything for you. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today and go Honolulu waves. <laughs>
Welcome to Locked On Honolulu Waves. I'm your host, Sully. I'm here to crossover with Connor Thomas. All right. Um, last segment here. Now, they got the fish. They 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 filleted the fish in game one. I think anytime the fish come in and you're starting Alcantara, you think, okay, we got a shot at this. Wrong. But they also have a rested and ready bullpen going tomorrow. Jesus Lazardo has pitched very well. He has. And Aaron Nola has not. Also correct. <laughs> now I look at. I think Nola is a bit of a fluke, as I said before. I mean, it's a, you know one horrible outing inflated that um, earn run average. So I, I'm not that worried, but I think this could be a really interesting matchup for the Phillies, and especially you know the they be they've leapfrogged the fish, and again it's 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 too early, obviously to be standings looking, but. As you know, the Phillies finished one game ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers played golf throughout the playoffs, and the Phillies played in the World Series. If the two games did not go the Phillies' way last year, that did, Milwaukee would have been in, and no one would have remembered last year's Phillies team. Maybe Rob Thompson doesn't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, he would have been like, okay, he filled in for Girardi, but let's get a real manager in here. You know, when you take him to the World Series, yeah, you get another shot. But you can't afford to lose many dumb games because when when you miss the playoffs by a game or two, it's those dumb games that you think of. Not the games you – every time you get their butts handed to them, and every once in a while you got to pound another team, and some days you just beat another team. When you have a dumb game, the Phillies won a dumb game against Cincinnati the other day, and they lost a dumb game the very next day. So they, life evened out right there, but you can't pile up those dumb losses because those are the ones you look back on. God, if only we did that, then you know, you're going to have them, but you can't have too many of them. Yeah, the Phillies are minus one in the dumb game differential this year because they also were up 5 nothing on Jacob DeGrom on opening day and then gave up a nine-run fourth inning. Oh, yeah, Aaron Nola started that game. That was the one you were just talking about. So uh, they had multiple of those in the first nine games of the year, which is not great, but hopefully they got it out early and they don't have one for the rest of the month. I don't know. You're right about that, though. It's such a tight division, and the margin for error is so small when you have teams like the Braves and the Mets that you're trying to compete with and the National League looking good this year, opportunities for teams in the Central and the West. Yeah, the Phillies are going to need to compile wins and compile wins early to try and have that buffer so you're not behind the eight ball when Bryce Harper gets back and the team gets healthier. I'm just going to tell you this. I think you'll appreciate this. There were two years, 2009 and 2011, before my podcasting days. And on my blog, as a Red Sox fan, I had a I had a metric, a completely subjective metric, called the teeth grinder dodge bullet ratio. Love that. The teeth grinder is the game you go, and the dodge bullet is the one you feel like, you know, Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, so the bullet goes right over him, like going like, oh, boy, we got... I thought we lost that one. And it's basically the game that you feel, oh, we have this one locked in the locked up, and you lose that. Or you think, oh, man, tonight's not our night, and you win that. And throughout all games, 162 in 2009 and 2011, uh, I gave up in 2010 because the Red Sox weren't that good that year. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing, in 2009, they, they were the wild card team, but they had a negative teeth grinder uh, to dodge bullet ratio they had more 
teeth grinders. However, in 2011, when they had one of the great historic collapses in the history of baseball, they had a positive <laughs> dodge bullet teeth grinder. It's just all the teeth grinders came at the end. Right. But, you know, it's, you know, and, and, oh, and, oh boy, the teeth were grinding on that final day of the season, the, the classic game 162 of the 2011 season. Um, but uh, it would be interesting. Not, not, not that I, I know you have enough to do with your life, but I can't do this for the Phillies because this is a visceral. It's not just reading the box score. Uh, you know, the game, what was the game that um, the, the DeGrom start was the final score? What was the final score? That was the final score was uh, nine to five. Is that any way to earn a living? Uh, nine to five. And if you look at ah, well, they won handily. You would, you don't know the whole story just by looking exactly. at the box score. And there's also been instances where, like, yeah, you lost, you know, five to one. Oh, yeah, okay, we lost them, but you left the bases loaded twice. Or there might be a game, the final score was seven to five. Yeah, but they hit a grand slam in the last. It was seven to one, and then they hit a grand slam. It never felt that close. Mm-hmm. So it's a total visceral thing. But I'm saying, if you want to do it. I'll have to credit you, but I might have to check it out. I know off the bat, so I'm already ahead of the eight ball, so I might have to do that. They're uh, two teeth grind and one dodge bullet so far on the year. So, 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 so they're back. negative one. I actually negative like one. that more than a run differential at this point. Yeah, how many of those? <laughs> yeah, All you right. can take the Tampa Bay Rays and forget their run differential. I'm looking at teeth grind to dodge bullet now. I love, I love stats that are completely subjective. Like I do who owns baseball. That's I pick it. You know, I don't pick it at random. I don't just you know. I look at oh, that guy had the hit three home runs, but this guy hit you know, this guy went four for five. Well, it's my stat. Yeah. And uh, all right. Well, hey, look at um, you know it's early, and they could still def- like you have to, to find the last time the Phillies started a se- season in a disappointing manner and then finished you know with a positive outcome. You have to go all the way back to twenty twenty two. It was a long time ago, but I think yeah, people was, might remember it. It was an innocent time. Um, I was uh, hosting the Lockdown MLB podcast at the time. Um, all right. Well, hey, look at Connor Thomas. We're going to have you on a couple more times this season. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, and, Bo, by the way, I just wanted to say this right off the bat. Thanks so much for making Lockdown MLB your first listen. For your second listen, obviously make it Lockdown Phillies. But for your third listen, check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, it's Connor Thomas of Locked On Phillies. Tell people where they can listen to your show. Yeah, check us out at LO underscore Phillies on Twitter is the socials tweet every episode out from there. Locked on Phillies on YouTube is where you can find it. And my handle that you can see on the YouTube video here at Connor Thomas 975. I retweet all my stuff from there. So very easy guy to track down. You can go ahead to listen to all our great stuff on Locked on Phillies. What is 975? That's 975 The Fanatics, the radio ah, station that okay. I host on. I didn't know. I thought maybe it had to do with uh, the fact that it was like some sort of hockey stat. Which I don't know hockey stats as well because if you can show the uh, show the watchers on YouTube, you are indeed you have the NHL. Look at that! Oh, oh my God! He the is bullet is gone. You are a Philadelphia Flyer is what you are. You are a Broad Street bully. I get some looks right. in the press box when I walk in with this haircut. But. Guy Parent. 
Um, all right. Well, hey, you can follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And please, please help us get to one billion subscribers on YouTube. We're creeping along about nine hundred some odd million short. But if we can get there, man, it will have a big day. In fact, if we get to a billion subscribers, uh, I'll give you all a prize. Nice. That'll be awesome. A little prize there. But hey. Uh, talking about the Phillies, who did their job tonight, and maybe this is the beginning of a grinder-free week. With Connor Thomas of Locked On Phillies, I'm Paul Francis Sullivan of Locked On MLB. Please call me Sully.